PFT Media. Hey, you guys. Hey, it's your buddy Peter. It's uh, around quarter after four on July 8th. And I just got done putting the finishing touches on episode 249. It is with guitarist Brian Baker. He is in Bad Religion. He is in his brand new band, Fake Names. He was in Minor Threat. He was in Dag Nasty. He was in Junkyard. He's been in a, probably a dozen other bands. And he is just an absolutely cool guy. He called in beginning of the month. I honestly didn't believe it was going to happen until the phone rang. I, I thought maybe this was some sort of joke someone was playing on me. Seriously, I was worried that maybe I got the wrong Brian Baker. And and I was just going to get you know Brian Baker from the middle of nowhere who uh, was running the Brian Baker Instagram account or something. Uh, I didn't think it was real until it happened. And even when I hung up the phone with him, I, I kind of had to pinch myself. It was really cool. Get to talk to one of your rock and roll heroes. It doesn't happen too terribly often. So uh, this was an honor for me. I think you guys are going to dig it. We talked for about an hour. We cover a whole lot of ground from uh, his his early days in punk rock to what he's doing now. And of course, we just cover a lot of nonsense because that's what we do over here in Rosie Land. Big thanks to Brian if you're listening. Thanks, man. I really do appreciate it. A couple things. Orlando Weekly, don't vote for me. Uh, I want nothing to do with it. With it, there are 39 other podcasts in there that you can vote for. So vote for one of them. You want a sticker? You want a button? They're free. Email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Include your name and your address, and I will send them out to you. I got t-shirts for sale. Uh, there's links in the, in the show notes. There's links on my Facebook group page, Scotch Good Conversationalist. My other podcast, Dinner Good Conversation, still going on. It's, my wife and I are getting phone calls in. We're not having people into the dining room right now during all this, but uh, check that out if you haven't. I think it's funny. I think it's it's a good time and my wife's involved and you can get get to hear us talk on the mic with your, our mouths full of food. And I think that's it. You guys uh, take care of each other. All right. Love you. Peace. Bye-bye. for checking out scotch and good conversation i am your host my name is peter sitting on blue couch across from me is nobody because coronavirus still but calling in from uh, are you in new jersey i am in neptune new jersey i am from new jersey where is neptune neptune is jersey shore it oh, okay is, uh, it is asbury park adjacent okay and our, be our beach is called ocean grove i have like shadow memories of new jersey and i've been back once uh, in my entire life and it's uh it's interesting. I want to go back. I have literally relatives buried in the ground there. I need to go visit. But I'm I'm a Florida dude. Like what what is the weather like? Is it hot? Is it rainy? Is it cold? I, it's it's a swamp here in Orlando. Well, yes, because you're <laughs> in Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> yeah, and apparently by choice, which I find intriguing. Um, <laughs> uh, the New Jersey weather is uh, is 
pretty much New York City. Okay. Uh, except that we're right on the ocean, so we get it's cold. You know, it's cooler here, um, and it's uh, more dependent on uh, you know the water proximity changes a lot of things. But in general, it doesn't get oppressively humid, and it you know it it snows in the winter and in summer. It can be ninety degrees, and and it's hot. Just you know, plain old Americans. It's it's not here. swamp, and you barely get hit by hurricanes. Every now and then, something comes up there and, and messes your worlds up. But uh, we are full, like at the beginning of hurricane season, and this is where I just become uncomfortable normally and worry. Yeah. And, and I, I've got I've got uh, uh, shutters like lined up, to, and they're all numbered to go on my windows. I'm that guy. You know, I'm overly yeah. prepared. And if I have shutters, usually it means we're not going to get hit by a hurricane. But we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I, I'm putting that also in my list of fears and things that keep me awake at night. So um, cross your fingers for me, dude, because I might be hitting New Jersey if, if a hurricane comes and just stay in there. We just kind of uh, hold out for the every 10 years, the superstorm that destroys <laughs> everything, a swath, you know, miles and miles wide. So, you know, it's a give or take. But. We, it's um, I, I feel like you don't have a good uh, uh feeling for Orlando. I mean, I've seen you play here, like at House of Blues. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, I mean, you can shit I mean, on Orlando. I mean, there's a lot to shit on here. Um, but, it, you know, I've been here since 92 or so, and I've carved out like a really cool little niche. And my wife and I, you know, we, we, we own our house. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't have a bigger house than we need. We, we, under normal circumstances, we travel on a regular basis. And, Orlando's good to us, and I've based this podcast more or less on pointing out the good parts of Orlando. We're not just Disney World, man. Like, it's, you know, we've got music, and we've got culture, and food, and unfortunately, so we all... I'm sorry? Yeah, of course, and, and please don't mistake me No, 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 that's... It's, 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 it's anti-Orlando <laughs> sentiment. As a matter of fact, I've been playing shows in Orlando for probably the last 40 years, and it is always a welcome respite. Um, you know, it's just, I mean, if you're from Florida, you're going to have to deal with the Bugs Bunny song. That's just <laughs> how it is. And it's just, just in polite conversation. It's not really, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be disparaging to your life choices or your lovely wife. or the, uh, But it is across. You will have to bear. I'm in New Jersey, yo. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you like the Sopranos? Because everybody here is in the Sopranos. Springsteen! I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a... It, it happens to all of us. Yep. So I um, no, go go on with your Orlando pride. I'm I'm a hundred percent behind it. You know, if, if if push came to shove and I I became in like into a whole lot of money, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't lie I wouldn't I wouldn't live here. You know, uh, I would probably be uh, Portland, Oregon, or if I had a shit ton of money, it would be Paris or San Francisco. But we're comfortable. Yeah. Like we we do okay. We, the main thing is we don't live beyond our means. You know, and my wife is in the medical industry, so she's able to work for home right now. And I'm, I've found my little niche with calling people and Orlando's home. I like it here. Uh, um, real quick, like I said, I don't, I don't know if you've listened, but these are three things that I know about you. They may or may not be true. My research team kind of sucks. Uh, thing number one is about two years ago, you and somebody's got together and took a picture on a porch. And I think you came close to breaking the internet. Yes. Uh, you, uh, I, I got excited and, and is this, you guys, do you see those guys? Is this a regular thing? I mean, is yeah. it just guys clowning around, hanging out, you know, just cause I don't see my friends anymore. I, I, I love the fact that you hang out with these dudes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, 
we see each other when there's stuff to talk about. You know, I mean, it's not normally as regimented as the four of us in that exact position on the porch. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we uh, we've taken that same photograph many, many times. This was the first time we've taken one where one of the band members had an Instagram account. All right. Ding, ding, ding. And. Uh, I was uh, looking forward to breaking the internet and I think they're great. You know, it's a great picture. It, um, it, it is cool. Like, I mean, you're sitting on an amp, I think, and it, it's, uh, I, I like the fact that you guys are okay with where you are in life. And I'm, I don't think, I think you got about two or three years on me. I'm 52. Yeah. And I've only become comfortable in my own skin in the last 10 or so years. You know, and uh, I, I, I like watching you guys. And when I saw that come out, I got I got a, a, a really kind of special feeling. I was like, yes. And then I said, I, I, I kind of hope they don't get together like to make music. I just want them to hang out and, and do them and move forward. Have, have, no, have, have no fear, Peter. Not gonna be <laughs> there will be no live performance of a, you know, a historic reenactment of uh, early American hardcore. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I think anybody really familiar with Minor Threat probably wouldn't need to ask that question. You know, in general, it's like um, the fact is, is that we're not minors anymore. Yep. So that precludes us from being in a band called Minor Threat. I, mean, I, I think the 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 word you guys wrote was senior threat or something like that. And, you yeah. know, it's not like you're not making music, dude. You, you were in like a thousand bands. Like when I was doing my research. You know, yeah. I, I'm like, uh, you got a really new record that came out this year, and I, I feel like it didn't get a full shot because this year has been a shit show. Uh, fake names, yeah. man, I dig it. Like, it's so good, and and it was spinning like a lot when I, when you said yes to coming on here, and uh, and that's kind of like the traveling Wilburys of new bands. Like, you're in there with some people, right? Yeah, well, I'm there with a bunch of really good friends I've played with for, uh, you know, I sorry, I haven't played with. That was the whole point of it. Oh, look at that. Someone texting me in the middle of the podcast. How rude. I just got Pardon a phone me. call, so I hit delete. Um, I'm, I, I hit silent mode real quick. Uh, no, the fake names, uh, it's one of my absolute earliest and best friends, Michael Hampton, who I've known. I think we've known each other since we were maybe six. Oh, that's sweet. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we went, uh, I believe we met in first grade. I don't know how old you are in first grade, mm. but you're probably six six, like six sounds right like six or seven i don't, I don't know it was a, it's been yeah. a minute and uh and so this was kind of a just a a fun thing we started uh I, I moved to new jersey a little over three years ago and michael lives in brooklyn and i'd lived in dc for for like 40 years so uh i moved close enough to be able to go hang out with michael i mean it's you know i can get to his house in an hour from where i am and so we just started to kind of hang out more because of the proximity and um, just started doing fun recordings. And that was how this 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 fake names thing started. We were just screwing around, you know, of an afternoon, um, <laughs> you know, just throwing riffs back and forth, man. You know, but maybe this is fun. You know, and, and that that's the thing that that's the essence of just enjoying what you do. And it shows like it it's there's a genuine like celebration in it. And I don't know if it just hit me at the right time or I, 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 uh, I, I really dig it. And I'm I know more about music than your your average dude, I think like I'm I, I worked in record stores, I DJed, but like I would be lying to you if I said I was full on punk rock guy or like the biggest fan of band, Bad Religion. I've seen you, you know, and, and I, I know what you've done, but 
I, I, I know what you've done. I mean, you've been in some really pivotal bands and I just love the fact that you're just pushing forward and just making art and just throwing it out there. The other thing I listened to was, uh, what's, uh, Foxhole Stacks. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. I, I like yeah. that too, man. You're, you're, you, do you ever not stop making music? <laughs> you, well, you... no, I, I mean, this is an affliction you yeah. know? Uh, no, it's because I love doing it. And, uh, Foxhole Stacks was awesome. Uh, that was a band that was kind of my local band, uh, and I only left because I moved to New Jersey. I mean, that was the last couple of years that I lived in DC. That was my fun band with, again, old friends, just people I had known forever. I mean, that band, this guy's from Government Issue and Jawbox and, and just people I grew up with. So it was, you know, hey, let's get a rehearsal space and go once a week and see if anything happens. And eventually you get songs. I mean, it was uh, it, very similar to fake names, just sort of group of people like i don't know it's what with no real plan and eventually just it takes care of itself none of my and, none of my friends want to talk to me anymore I, I don't know why you must be nicer or just have a, a little more like a kind of uh, name recognition I, I and i i admire how much that you're out there and, and bringing up your friends and and literally you move someplace you said you said you move someplace because you want to be near your buddy i i live probably within 10 minutes of a good friend from high school. And we see each other every three or four years, probably. And yeah, I, I don't have kids. Do you have children? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You, no, you, we don't have so I, my life is a little more like I, I normally go to shows. We normally travel. We, you know, we go out and he's, he's got some kids and, I guess that's it. I, I don't know. But man, I, I love the fact that, that you're out there just doing it and hanging out. Um, you're, you've been in Bad Religion for a minute and the, the new the newest record. It, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a minute. I would say 26 <laughs> years. Uh, 26 half my life. You've been in Bad Religion half my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a pretty significant chunk of time. You know, when you when you think about it as a 55 year old man, it's, you know, uh, almost half my life. Uh and boy, do I love that band. It's so. the, the new record is really good, man. And it's so timely and perfect. And I, again, I, I've been listening it nonstop and I, I wish, did, did you guys come through Orlando for this, for that record? Do you um, know, do you remember? I mean, yes. I'm sure tours are like, like, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that I was outside that house of blues. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. We did. We had to have played it because that's one of our, we do great there and we have a lot of friends down there and that's a, that's a must, that's a must stop for us. It's a good I mean, venue. Like it, no it, offense, it, Jacksonville, but come on, you know, it's Orlando. Yeah. It's, it's Jacksonville. We're not particularly proud of Jacksonville. I, you know, and there's nice parts of Jacksonville. And if you're listening in Jacksonville, I love you. But I, I've uh, I spent a little bit of time in Jacksonville for uh, my wife that used to do travel therapy where she'd go spend, you know, like six weeks here and six weeks there. And we get to kind of rent an Airbnb and kind of like living someplace. But it's in the same state, you know. And uh, I found good parts of Jacksonville. And it's like every town, I guess. I don't know. I'm shitting on Jacksonville. Um, yeah, don't leave Jacksonville alone. I was just saying, you know, hey, sorry, we we don't make it there as much. <laughs> you know, like, oh, maybe that's why you don't have any friends. You're right. just so well. I'm just like, angry. I don't know. Incredibly, incredibly mad at everything. I'm Come working on. on it. I I really am. Like t like ten minutes before you called, I was sitting there meditating on the floor. <laughs> I am really working on it. And this thing <laughs> that I'm doing has improved my 
this thing, this this little podcast thing that I've been doing, it, it, my wife says I'm easier to live with. Like I'm 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 nicer, and I I just I I love the story. Everybody's got a, like a story, and if you kind of peel the onions away, the the skins away, you get this beautiful little onion that that's I don't know. And, and I also like like kind of just throwing my shit out there, you know. Yeah. I, I I I always say you know if you're gonna come on the podcast, you got to ask me a couple questions. Yeah. And people are, I'll say you ask me a tough question. People are afraid to ask me the, the, the really tough questions. I've had a couple, like I, I've talked about losing my virginity. I've talked about pooping my pants. Uh, you know, and these are things that, that everybody does. And I just throw them out there and it feels so good. Like it feels so good to kind of unload this garbage. And well, I... You're you're basically you're you're moderating your own therapy, which I think is great. I mean, this is a you know I can understand how that can be uh, beneficial to get it out there. Uh, I feel bad that the questions I thought of for you are actually much more esoteric. They weren't. I wasn't really honing in on you as a person. Well, that's more, good though. That that see, uh, hopefully you're not going to go. You know, uh, what three bands would you want to listen to forever? You know, uh, that that kind of thing. But if you did that, that's cool. I just like I've covered it. You know, I, uh, the big one is uh, why did you start the podcast? Yeah. And, that yeah, that that's not the kind of question I would ask. I um, and it's not even a nice story. It's covered like uh, uh, in a nutshell. Dead dog. I was sad. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> you you were offered a spot in REM. Like really? That that was a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it was uh, you know to be like an extra dude, mm. like a you know mm -hmm. a roadie car. I mean. <laughs> wasn't like, well, you know, Peter Bucks, we're not really sure if he's going to make it. So yeah. we just thought we'd like to, he's uh, a hey, slacker. Yeah. You seem like a good fella. No, uh, they were, they needed a, a guy to play like, uh, you know, utility infielder for the monster tour. And okay. we have, we have some mutual friends and those guys are really great and nice people. And I like REM very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I went to an audition and they're like, Hey, cool. All right. You can come. And I was really excited about that. And I was totally going to go. And then I got the call from bad religion. Okay. And I had to say, I, I couldn't do the REM gig because bad religion was not just for a touring cycle. It was, well, it turns out for 26 years. Yeah. It seems like he made a pretty good decision. And REM is REM. Love them, seen them, you know, I, I love them, but I, I think you made a pretty solid call. Uh, I, I was just lucky to be honest. <laughs> like the reason I actually, I had the choice in my mom, I asked my mom what to do and she said to go with REM. So I went with bad religion. That's I mean, the sweetest people. thing you just said. You asked your mother what to do. Is mom cool? Like mom knows REM and bad religion. Well, at the, before she died, she did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 but, but so mom gave you, you went and said, mommy, I need advice. I would never well, do that. Say, my, my mom. Let me, let me be clear. I didn't say mommy because <laughs> okay. I'm grown up. Because I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. I was not seeking my mother's wise counsel. I was just, you know, for as an aside, I did mention it to my mother. And the, the gag here, Peter, was uh -huh. that I did the opposite of what she told me to do. Oh, see, that's what I would do. Good. You always go with bad religion. Because, you know why? Because I'm punk. Okay? <laughs> punk rocker. Yeah, me too. No authority. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else do I got in here? Uh, did, did you play with Bash and Pop? Yeah, I did. Um, because I wanted to be friends with Tommy Stinson. We all do. Yeah. yeah. Wait, like, look at him. Because... For Christ's sake. I, 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 I just saw it as a chance to hang out with Tommy and I did. And it was great. And he is so, uh, that guy is so talented and cool. 
And uh, you know what? If he lived in New Jersey, I guarantee you that I would be playing with him. If, Whether uh, he liked it or not. If you want to hear awkward, I, I did an interview with him a couple uh, at the beginning of all this Corona crap. And yeah. it is the most awkward thing. I I, I was kind of not promised, but I, I, I was expecting like a half an hour, 45 minutes. And I got on the phone with him and I said, you know how much time you got? And he said, I got 15 minutes. I need to go pick up my daughter from school. And I tried to squish a half an hour, uh, 45 minutes into 15 minutes. And I, somehow I feel like like he's mad at me. Uh, and <laughs> I, I think that's it. I think I covered everything. New record, really good. Thing number two that I know about you. And here's how I found you. I mean, I was aware of you, but here's how I think we contacted each other. Uh, you're on Twitter and you're one of my favorite Twitter dudes. Like you, you seem to enjoy Twitter and just, you, you said you're punk rock. You just seemed like you kind of just like poking people. And between yesterday when I did these notes and January 1st, 2018, you tweeted fucking Republicans 20 times. It's yeah. Well, that's a theme for me. And it's great because there are people who don't get that. What I'm trying, what I am, what I am tweeting is, is this oh, fucking Republicans. <laughs> that's what I'm tweeting. And a lot of people, uh, most people get it, but the people who don't, you know, like no fucking Democrats, you just want to, you just, just sit down. You don't, I'm, I'm so exasperated with this, you know, with this cabal of, of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, horrible people who's as far away from public service as one could possibly veer. And it's just, it just shows my frustration. And also I like a theme because I think I've been doing it years and years and years. <laughs> I, I could only go it, back to 2018, like, because like you tweet a lot, like, so, yeah. and, and I kept losing count because you tweet, like, cause you tweet a lot. So I kept losing count. Uh, you well, also, I, I'm, a, I'm unfortunately, I'm a, I retweet too much. And if I wanted to really, you know, if I wanted to build a proper Twitter following, <laughs> does anybody really want that? Of, you're, you're in a band, man. You don't need a proper I, I Twitter. Follower. My original, I would share my original thinking, but you know, I, uh, at this point I'm so exacerbated and, and frankly, uh, just tired and depressed that it's a lot easier to just let some smart person say something and I'll just pass it along. But you, you do know? share your original thinking. You also tweeted fucking Democrats. You tweeted fucking Lindsey Graham, which I agree with. <laughs> you 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 tweeted fucking Mississippi. This is one of my this is one of my favorite horrible horrible fucking Republicans. Uh, you you tweeted dumb fucking dummy. You you tweeted fuck the base, and then like these are uh, two that I really like. You tweeted uh, maiden rules and Chuck Todd's hair. <laughs> God, I, I I have not gone into the archives to see. I, I do think a lot of those were they were accompanied by some, uh, you know, that was a, I was I was. Oh, yeah, you were retweeting, but you had you had a, a, a thought on top of that. I just retweet because I usually can't even say tweet or spell tweet. Yeah. So I, well, I, I appreciate the effort. Like, that's why I'll continue following you. Like, I don't really like Twitter words of the enemy. I, I don't type well or spell well. So like it's anything that involves me typing, especially on my phone is like just horrible, but I like Twitter. It's a great kind of place to get news from all sorts of great sources. Yeah. And, uh, do you ever tweet the president? Cause every now and then I'll, 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 I'll like call him a dumb fuckhead and it feels yeah. really good. Like it feels great. I know he doesn't see it, but it feels good to tweet the president and, and make fun of his teeny hands. Yeah. I don't, I don't really do that just because it's so, you know, 
it's it's so old man shouts at cloud. I mean, there's not. You know, <laughs> you have to be my age group. You you really want to be careful with that stuff. But uh, I, I in general, am... Twitter is an excellent news source for me, and it is so fast and so real time. And I follow a lot of journalists, so I'm getting stuff. You know, we think you get a NBC alert quickly if you're following the guy who wrote the story. It's quicker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you get his for, side of the story, and I'm. I'm a, I'm a political junkie. Um, I mean, I'm I'm from Washington D.C., born and raised, and I'm I'm very familiar. You know, that's kind of my culture. So, uh, unfortunately, it's just addictive. I mean, I have to actually uh, I have to make efforts to just not look at it for a couple of days at a time. Uh, it's really hard. I mean, I, the serotonin, you know, all those synapses, <laughs> all that deliciousness. Do you get back to D.C.? I've only been there once, and I really liked it. I wish I could spend more time there. DC is absolutely is fantastic. I absolutely I am so grateful that I'm from there. And the only reason I left was because I was tired of living around so many people. Which is funny because you know now see who won that one. <laughs> I mean, but in general, I had just reached the point where I didn't need to live downtown yeah. in a, in a major city anymore. It just didn't. It was not required of me. And. Uh, and so we made the move up to the beach, which uh, my wife is from New Jersey. So we're kind of, you know, I think this happens to most people is eventually you wind up kind of going back to where you're from. And I, I just want to go to the woods, man. I just want to move to Asheville and go hiking and drink craft beer. And there's a lot of hippies in Asheville, though. I, I don't that's that's the one yeah. thing I don't like about Asheville is that there's a lot of hippies. Oh, Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think it's cool. I like that. I, you know, I'm a. I have no problem with our gentle brothers. <laughs> also, the, 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 there's a lot of people smoking on the street there, which I'm not a, a fan of cigarettes. So I like it, that. That's the that's my only problem with Asheville. And I think if I, I poke my wife enough, at some point we'll probably move there. I'm, I might be too old to go like in the woods and walk around, but I I, I, I feel like that might be the place that I'll die. I, I don't know. Like I got, a, I got a long time before I die. Well, uh, you, you can do, you can do worse, and also realize in Asheville's situ, uh, case, you know, they are, they are. It, it would be sort of like people drinking a lot of orange juice in Florida. I mean, I think that they have a, you know, they have a duty to continue to smoke since it's still such an important uh, <laughs> part, lifestyle part. part. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's unfortunate. I'd much rather have the orange juice as a as an ex smoker myself. I I can't even I can't even fathom how. You know, anyone still can smoke, but most of the orange juice in Florida isn't from Florida. Like they're all the really expensive, like $6 or a half gallon. Uh, third thing I know about you is on August 24, 2016 on your Instagram, you posted a picture. You, well, you posted three individual pictures, but it happened on that day of Gilligan, John Denver and Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. And I know it was a long time ago, but I, it, you didn't explain why they, they were just these three pictures. Is there uh, a rhyme well, or reason to that? Yeah. Uh, I was playing in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Uh, and the actor who plays Jesse on the Dukes of Hazard's name is Denver. Oh. And I think the third picture you're not describing was a picture of an omelet, a Denver omelet. <laughs> So, so there was a theme. There, I, yes. Now I'm going to go look at your Instagram. Of, of, it was a triptych of Denver references. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, there was also uh, on the, the same day, there was a picture of somebody's feet hanging out a bus, a bunk on a tour bus. 
but that one yeah. it was hard to explain top three things real quick don't think about this uh don't overthink it top three bands singer songwriters or musical performers in your world right now as you're sitting there in new jersey go okay uh the damned okay good solid and uh paul westerberg songwriter mm, yes uh and i would say uh third uh is uh charlie star of blackberry smoke i don't know uh, what that is what is that blackberry smoke is a southern rock band from georgia uh and they are very almond brothers kind of black crows okay and uh it's kind of uh they're just they're they're a really really fantastic band who's worked very hard and uh especially hard because it's not a bunch of you know these are uh these are really good people who are uh you know battling the stigma of of you know the southern rock stigma which i think is probably the heat's pretty high right now and these are uh you know these people are 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 kind and wonderful dudes and uh, i just love their music so much and i'm very inspired by their singer charlie because he's a great writer and I, I, uh it's I'm... made me become more uh it's affected the type of music i've been playing at home you know i've been my guitar playing i'm trying to learn things that are kind of from that side of uh you know, the influence uh, sphere. I'm going to backpedal a little because someone asked me to ask you about this junkyard. I, yes. I worked in a record store when, when that was a thing and it doesn't fit your overall aesthetic. I went back this afternoon on my walk with my sweet doggy, Rosie, the official dog is catching good conversation and revisited junkyard. I appreciate it more now than I did then. Well, it was exactly in my, in my, uh, ballpark okay and it was uh junkyard well first one it was awesome it great is band. awesome it's, it's amazing uh, yeah great band uh two really good records the first record like most of us you know most of ours is the strongest and this was a you know i think that people just didn't understand that though the timing of it when it came out was kind of in this hair metal zone this band was sort of like uh motorhead uh you know motorhead meets cz top it was, uh, you know, we had a fat guy. We didn't have any makeup. Um, you know, we dressed like gas station attendants. A lot I mean, of denim. It really, yeah. It wasn't this sort of Sunset Strip poison warrant thing. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe that's another reason why we weren't very successful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that band, uh, you know, the band Junkyard still plays. And that's I cool. mean, I don't tour with them. I don't tour with them, but I still, I still write songs. Uh, well, with those guys well and tell them i said hey if you talk to them and also if you talk to rem tell them i said hey also there i did my duty that. someone someone texted me this afternoon and said ask me about junkyard um the, the second of these three things one thing that you endorse and here's the example uh, i endorse a toothbrush and they don't pay me any money uh, they don't give me anything i just want them to send me a case of toothbrushes it's called the radius toothbrush they they make one for the left hand on the right hand the head on this thing is probably an inch long and a half an inch wide and it's a party in your mouth it, it, it your gums are a celebration when you get done you can literally rub your finger across your your teeth and it's squeaky clean the radius toothbrush it is a party in your mouth please send me uh, toothbrushes radius toothbrush people is there something that not a lot of people know about it could be uh, a restaurant in your town or a particular guitar brand or strings or a hair product that the world needs to know about. And you can get the news out on a very powerful podcast. Well, the thing is this people, you haven't brushed until you have tried the Sonicare system. Oh. This is a system 
that has has rejuvenated my mouth after years and years of neglect. Uh, this is a revelation. And my dentist, if he were here, he would tell you that my gum health is absolutely unparalleled by any other man in my age. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Sonicare toothbrush. It's a, it's an automatic brush. It's a it's a little vibration, uh, and it's as long as you keep those heads. Uh, you know, make sure that you replace your heads with some frequency. I like to do it every month. Good for you. Uh, you you. This is a party in your mouth. Um, <laughs> so, so you're one upping my radius toothbrush. I like it. Yes. You are punk rock. Good for you. Uh, third yes. thing. And this is where I look to you as someone who's been around the world, has made pivotal records, uh, slightly older than me, I believe. Uh, what's one piece of advice that you can give me, your new best friend, Peter, over in, in Orlando, uh, that would improve the quality of my life? Because we, I think we're on a vibe. I think you and I are, yeah. are like the kind of one. We'll probably form a band together. I'll play maracas or something. I'm not sure. So a piece of advice to give me, Peter. And by that, I mean well, the listeners. Right. So, Peter, you're a traveler, right? Uh, I, normally. And now yeah. my traveling is to go to Dunkin' Donuts and grab a large, large unsweet yeah. iced tea in the morning. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I, too, am, I, I can't. I so miss travel. But I'll tell you this. Um, if you do one thing in your life, it should be that you go and spend some time in Japan. Really? That is, I, I want that to. Is yeah. You. It is a odyssey. It is a incredibly moving experience to be part of a society that functions so differently from ours. One where you're a absolute clear minority uh, is a very great and valuable life experience. Uh, and it is such a beautiful place and there's so much to learn and so much to see and so much to eat. And I highly recommend that to anybody when asked if there's one place you should go, it is Japan. Have you spent time there or are you just like you've uh, been there a number of times? I mean, do you go? Yeah, no, I've been I've been there. Uh, I've been going to Japan regularly since 1996 that's because so of great. my because of bad religion, um, which is you know that's I mean the travel is really the benefit yeah, for yeah. this. They didn't you know pretty much every major population center, and I've been going there forever and ever, and I just love it. It is such a great. It is a I just think it's such a great experience for a Westerner uh, to really, to get some perspective on all of this, that we're, especially what we're dealing with now, this sort of yeah. nationalism, this, this lunacy. Um, if I could put everybody on a plane to Japan and let them hang out there for 10 days, I think that the world would be a better place. That, that whole section of the world is on my list. And I, I've done most of Europe and I've done Iceland and like some of the United States. And we went to Mexico city recently, like a, about a year ago. And that was amazing. Um, yeah, it's great. It's so great. Like, I don't understand why people well, I understand why people don't go there, like most of the United States, but uh, I, I like, it's so great. Like I want to go back. I kind of, I would put Mexico city on a place that I would go and spend the rest of my life, I think, except for it's sinking. And that's, that's troubling. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's sort of like, it's a Latin New York. Yeah. I mean, kind of. And it's uh yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. And there's so much great art and food there. It's uh, I love it. And I, another highly recommended stop. You were assigned a task to ask me two questions. Now is your chance to ask me the first and only the first of those two questions, please. And thank the first, you. The first question I have for you, Peter, is really just, you know, I'd like to more of a conversation starter, which I think really is the whole point of this. If, I'm, if I read the name of the podcast. Sure, uh, it's there. But it says good in lowercase, you know, like, yeah, maybe. Well, I am I am curious as to what is what motivates an average adult childless adult 
to be obsessed with and insist on uh, going to Disney World and Disneyland repeatedly over and over and over and over again. It's almost it's a subculture that I'm having trouble understanding. I get that when you have children, this is a great thing. I understand that if you went as a child, there should be some nostalgia involved. But sort of a Disney obsession, um, it really just kind of baffles me. And I thought maybe with your proximity, you could lend me, uh, you know, you could help explain it to me. I would love to answer you and tell you I know. I, I go to Disney usually, depends on my wife, because she's the one who makes all the money because she's in the medical field and I'm a podcaster. Uh, so every, every now and then she'll, she'll get uh, uh, season tickets. And by yeah. that, I mean, like there's, there's a season, but we can't afford the fancy ones. So there's blackout dates. And so the season is when it's really hot or uh, like Monday through Thursday. So we go then, uh, but even then it's packed. I, I, I understand like if you have kids, I get it, but right. it, it's, it's absolutely packed. It Disney in general has been almost the same park since 1968. I mean, I think in 1980, 1979, we got Space Mountain, and I think there was Harry Potter World or something. That might be a different park. Um, I go there, and like I just kind of walk around, and I try my best to smile and tell my wife I love her. Uh, I, I don't understand the appeal. It, it means nothing to me. Uh, Epcot is, and I, I don't even think I pronounced that correctly. I've never pronounced it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Epcot is correct. What I'm getting here is that your wife sounds like a childless adult who enjoys going to Disney. No, she really doesn't. Like, it's been about a year and a half since we've done this. And if you live in Orlando long enough, you get free tickets. Like, you'll, you know, hey, man, you got any free tickets? And we'll go and hang out. And, uh, like, residents here will do the drinking tour of Epcot, where you go to all the world's countries and drink all the world's beers. It's a dumb right. idea, and usually now that that I'm a full fledged adult and we and we don't drink and drive as much as we did when we were in our twenties. I'm sorry, I did it. I admit it. I'm sorry. It's bad. Don't do that. But we can't afford an Uber or a Lyft, so one of us will remain sober, and the other person will get to drink around the world. It's I I, I, I honestly don't know. There's podcast for it. There, there yeah. are, there are meetup groups. Like it's so deeper than you probably know. Cause like I'm, I'm in the heart of the stupidity. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. it. It's. Well, there has to be some, you know, I, I've just been trying to, to parse this myself and I think that <laughs> there has to be some attraction beyond, you know, just food and drink or, you know, the theme park aspect of it, because there's people with these allegiances. And these are, you know, I know a number of people who are like this, who just cannot wait. And I've always, always been lost in me. And I'm, you know, I mean, I liked Ratatouille as much as anybody else, but you know, do you want to go to, want to go to Ratatouille world? No, I want to go to Paris is where I want to go because of Ratatouille. Fine. Like, and that's the thing is I, I want to go and sit on the balcony where, uh, who, the ratitude is the rat like whoever the guy who the chef is i want to go sit in his small apartment and and go to his restaurant and i want to go eat street food and I, I i wish i had an answer for you other than i honestly don't know i don't get it uh yeah. i i'm grateful I, disney disney employs a lot of people in this town and they've been very good to a, a good chunk of their their employees here in orlando awesome. uh, during the coronavirus 
we've been literally judging on uh, how this thing will play out on when Disney opens and when it closes. Right. Because I mean, because they're kind of the Walmart, like they're they're the that they got information that we can't even begin to understand. So yeah. I, I and again, I, I'm I'm just trying to do my little thing here. Like I, I hang out in my little spare bedroom. You know, I edit yeah. podcast. I walk my dog. I meditate. I masturbate, and I I just kind of just try to live my little life. And and if I can avoid going to Disney, my wife is cool, man. I've dra I've dragged her to so many shows and so many weird places. If I can go to Disney twice a year and be a good husband, it makes her happy. I'm 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 winning on every single level. I'm going to ask you some questions. I think I answered that. Sure. I think I nailed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. I, maybe not. I don't know. I, yeah. um, question number one for you. They say that uh, as we age, we become our parents. What aspect yes. of your parents will you not ever become? Sub question. What aspect of your parents do you want to become? Uh, well, it's interesting that uh, the only aspect, the, the only thing I really came from my parents that I managed to do a good job of is becoming an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, so I did a great job with that so much so that, you know, that's no longer on the table for me. So I did, uh, I did at least take that instruction well from, from my dad. Um, uh, I also think that I uh, became incredibly meticulous about maintenance and like domicile like i'm aggressively an aggressive home maintainer and is polar opposite of the upbringing that i had i lived with people who were absolutely unconcerned about uh some a, a, a leaking roof an inoperable toilet like these were very my parents were very they were not curious or interested in maintaining <laughs> Their personal environment. The toilet's got a flush, man. Like it, it's 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 important. Yeah, yeah. So I I think in in reaction to them, uh, I became the opposite, and I run the tightest fucking ship in Neptune, New Jersey, my friend. <laughs> I'll tell you what: you come over here, everything's gonna work. I, I even want the weird outlet, the weird outlet that nobody thinks is in the closet. It works. Nice. Like I, I'm i I'm a homeowner and that's hard to keep that weird outlet working. I, I, I grew up in my house was, the, I'm not saying my parents were messy or, or slobby. My biggest problem in my world was my parents were too involved and too running around like scout scouts and church and school. So it got messy ish. Not, not hoarder, not gross, not roaches, you know, not dirty dishes, right. but messy ish. And if I brought like a, a young lady home to meet my parents or something, my mom's underwear might be like in the bathroom on the floor. So yeah. I, I, my house is clean a lot. Like it's, it's, and it might be dust, but there's, there's, there's no poopy stains in the toilet there. There, you know, uh, it's, there's no underwear laying around. I'm, I, I'm right there with you. You're maintaining a sense of order that that makes you feel good. And I don't. Some people might call it neurotic. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't I don't know. And the older I get, I think it, it gets even more. I couldn't go to sleep last night until I like put all the dishes away and like wipe the counters down. And normally I'm not that crazy, but for some reason last night was a trigger point for me. So it was yeah, two o'clock well, in the morning, and I'm I'm sweeping in the kitchen. Which is what's dumb. Wrong, 
what's wrong with a little obsessive compulsion anyway in these terrible times? My you know, wife was in bed waiting level. for me, dude. Like <laughs> that's that's what's wrong. And she said, "What were you doing?" I was like, "I'm sweeping the kitchen." Of course, come on, don't, don't be yeah. silly. It's it's two o'clock. <laughs> um, question number two for you: What's the most beautiful compliment you've ever received? Uh, God, that's weird. I, I can't, I can't think of what I usually don't I, compliments usually just go right by me because if I took them and internalized them, I would probably feel joy and I'd like to deny myself that sort no, of thing. You no, know? you feel joy. This, you this play. Is a, well, you know, there's a little, you know, there's a little humor in here. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> You're making uh, me sad. I, I will say that, uh, that just in general, there is a, 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 the people who tell me that the music I have made has changed their life in a significant way uh, is always staggering and flattering. And it's something I'm most proud of. And I, I uh, you know, I think of it as just I play guitar. This comes out. Sometimes I play with people who've written really great stuff. Uh, sometimes I haven't. You know, I've always thought of myself as some, somewhat of a sideman to the main action. But I think it's really nice if someone, you know, uh, maybe a minor threat aficionado uh, wound up taking an, a different life path because of it. It's just um, it's overwhelmingly cool. Yeah. Um, and so that always makes me feel good. It's it's nice that you you see that and you appreciate that because sometimes it's easy to let those those little things that people say, like just slide under the radar. And I'm sure that it's at. At on your level, there's a lot of people like kind of kissing your ass a little bit and fanboying. And, and God, I wish. Come, come on, come on! I was on, doing it at the beginning of the podcast. I, I really can was. I get, a, I get a free ice cream cone at least. <laughs> I Looking get... at you, beach plum. <laughs> yeah. Um, your second question to me, please. Oh, uh, why do you think that it seems that all of society has disavowed expertise? Why now are experts ignored? Why now when people, the people who tend to believe that they know better than someone who's been, you know, done their 10,000 hours, as they say, and someone who's trained in a specific discipline, why now are these, are, is, is expertise uh, considered to be negative? I find this baffling, and I will tell you this, because you see a lot of this in people who believe that they would like to make Mer America great again. Uh, and usually these people are kind of harkening back to the halcyon days of, you know, post-World War II prosperity and American racism and all of the other things that they like. But that was the time when expertise was the most important thing, where you left it to the experts, where you asked your doctor, where you called the plumber. Now, scientists. Uh, yeah, now it's just, it's the polar opposite, and I, I'm baffled by this because I love an expert, and I am so curious uh, about everything. You know, I uh, the, the answer just, is obvious. It, it's the internet. Everybody can go Google. You know, um, you know why why do I have a bellyache? You know, um, why is Trump the best president? Why is Trump the worst president? Yeah, it's everybody is an expert. Everybody feels like they have an opinion. Everybody feels like they want to put the opinion out there so all their friends can read it and go, yeah, I agree or or no, I don't agree. And I'm going to argue with you. And, and I, I one of the underlining themes of this podcast has been I could be wrong. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I know I don't know, you know, and I know the truth for me and I know what, what I see as 
as, as values and truths that work for me, for Peter, but it might not work for my neighbors. Like I'm, and I, I live in a little, like little development, you know, and I know my neighbor across the street is, is an older gentleman. He, I think he's uh, probably 81 or 82 and we're buddies. I, I, I think he probably votes the entire different way that I vote. Um, the, the, his neighbor to his right, we're friends and he votes the same way. You know, it, it's, we live in a nice little microcosm. I think that's the word. I don't know. And I, 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 as long as we all get along and can listen to each other, that's where real learning begins. It's the being an expert on things and not wanting to be called out if you're stupid. That's the problem. I think the answer is the internet. Like that, that's just it is the internet makes everybody an expert on things. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm an expert on me and I don't even, I'm the best on me and I don't know shit about me. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, the internet's always a handy culprit and the fact that we can't forget that most people are fucking morons, is, you know, that, <laughs> that comes into play too. But I just, it's this disdain, this hostility towards, uh, towards expertise that I find so baffling, but you know, I don't, I certainly don't have the answer either. And, uh, you know, there's so many things that, you know, this would be the world's longest podcast if we were to expound on on how unbelievably un antisocial society has become. So I'll, I'll spare us that, that all diatribe. All right. Um, here about guitar strings, if you like. I, I use a 48 to 11 Ernie Ball. Okay. Guitar string. Well, boom. I'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes. Here is a commercial. La Femme du Fromage Orlando's Cheese Shop is open for business for all your cheesy needs. Artisan handcrafted cheeses from around the world with a friendly, knowledgeable staff to help you out. Go by today. Visit Grilled Cheese Happy Hour this Friday and grab something delicious. They're located at 3201 Kareen Drive in the East End Market. La Femme du Fromage is Orlando's Cheese Shop. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Have you been injured on the go? Remember, just call Mo. Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor is Central Florida's home for craft beer. Award-winning in-house brews, hundreds of bottles and cans, all available to you to go and bring home and enjoy. They are located at 2810 Kareen Drive. Swing by today. Grab something, give them a follow on social media to see what's up, and support local Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. We are back. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Compass Box Whiskey. They make an amazing bottle of scotch. Go into your local liquor store. If they have it, look on the shelves and pick the picture on the label that speaks to you. And I know that's bad advice. I, 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 I know that, like, pick the pretty one. But pick the pretty one. Pick the one that speaks to you. Maybe read the description. You can't go wrong with any of these bottles. They, um, they're, they're art in a bottle. Compass Box Whiskey is the one that I wanted to have a as a sponsor for Scotch and Good Conversation. And I'm proud to endorse them. Also, proud to endorse your button guy. If you need buttons for your podcast or if Bad Religion needs buttons, your button guy probably can't do that because he's a small independent uh, <laughs> uh, business, but he makes buttons for Scotch and Good Conversation. He makes buttons for a lot of the podcast and business here in town. There are two ways to get a hold of him. He doesn't have a website. He doesn't have a phone number. You can get a hold of him on Instagram and on Facebook. Just go in there and type your button guy and tell him that 
Uh, you heard about him on Scotch and Good Conversation. This is the part where I normally do emails. And if you want to email me, email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. But I can also do phone calls. I never get phone calls. And I can do um, um, tweets, not tweets, um, uh, text messages, old man. Uh, I can do text messages. And my phone number for phone calls or text messages is 407-446-4955. I will say it again. 407-446-4955. If it doesn't suck, I will read it. And when I announced that you were coming on my show, a buddy of mine who does another podcast, his name is Alex. Some people know him as Fast Food Jesus, and he's on the uh, BYOCB podcast. He got, literally, I'd, I'd thrown it up on Facebook, and within seconds, he called me, and he was screaming, dude, I'm so excited, and, and he went on, and I was like, dude, chill for a second, man. How are you? How's your baby? You know, how, how, how's your wife? You know, are you okay? Is everything working out? And he... um. Just imagine how let down that poor man is when he hears this <laughs> meandering sort of, you know, uh, I'm just so specific. Um, I don't know if I'm providing podcast value. Oh, you. no, yeah. that, that's got a good conversation in a nutshell. Somehow this works. I don't pretend to understand people like this. I don't know. But he uh, he texts me this over at 407-446-4955. And he said, question for Brian Baker. He's a new dad. He says, I have a 10 month old daughter. As a result, I've been watching a lot of, of Muppets. If you could play in a band with any Muppet or Sesame Street character, who and why? And it's signed Alex, a.k.a. Fast Food Jesus, Fast Food Jesus from the BYOCB podcast. He didn't write that. I just kind of want to give them a shout out because they're a great podcast. They're friends. And uh, so if you could play in a Without band. A the, answer, the answer is Oscar. No, a band is only as good as its drummer. Okay. This is the way it is. Uh, the weakest link. Uh, is 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 always uh, is always shown that if you don't have a good drummer, you don't have a good band. And Oscar, for you know, fifty years has has just hit those trash cans. Oscar's like, a drummer because I was thinking Animal from whatever the band Animals in. Oh yeah, maybe it's Animal. Yeah, uh, it's Animal. Uh, Animals in the Muppet Show band, and but he's a wild man. What, who's who's uh, there was one wild drummer from the sixties that that. Uh, I think it was designed uh, around him. I think Oscar well, I, probably smashes the trash cans. He's a little no, more. Well, I, I mean, I, I am admittedly uh, not, you know, up <laughs> on my Muppets. Uh, it's been maybe 50 years since they were a major part of my life. Oh, it's but, sad. Uh, yeah. What I would like to say is that whoever, whichever Muppet, drums the most. I'm always, I'm, I'm going to be pro drummer here, be it an animal, be it Oscar. Uh, you know, even if Ernie took a spin, I don't, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to back him. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if Ernie would make a great drummer. I'm going animal also, Alex. Um, I wouldn't want big bird in my band. That seems annoying. Asking a lot of questions too tall. Um, trying to think of uh, Kermit's got a lovely voice. Kermit's got a sure. lovely voice, like a beautiful singing voice. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Uh, Dr. Teeth. That's that's the band that Animals in. He's in Dr. Teeth and the Mayhem. So Dr. Teeth also. 
Alex, thank you so much for uh, texting me over at 407-446-4955. If you want to be like Alex, you, you can text me or call, or you can email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Here is a commercial. Ah, dinner time. Pleasant, unemotional conversation helps digestion. Don't monopolize the conversation and go on and on without stopping. Nothing destroys the charm of a meal more quickly. Don't discuss unpleasant topics such as gruesome sights or sounds. Do remember simply this. The dinner table is no place for discontent. Dinner Good Conversation, a place for discontent. Available wherever you find good podcasts. Have you been injured on the go? Remember, just call Mo. Justcallmo.com. Question number four for you. You're now a dog. I'm sorry. Like that. That's an odd thing to say. Uh, with the intelligence of a human, what do you do to mess with your with uh, your owners? Um. Well, I move the cars around. <laughs> yeah, I just I I I, I um, park and unpark. I just move the cars. Okay. Late at night. They have no idea I have access to the keys. <laughs> and it wouldn't suspect the dog. I like it. They yeah. never suspect the dog. Question number five for you. Uh, the devil challenges you to a, comp- a competition for your soul, but he, he lets you pick what the competition is. Besides playing a musical instrument, what is the competition? Fishing. Are you a fisherman? No. Why? Well, I, you know, I, I, that surprised well, me. Uh. It was the first thing that popped into my head that seemed like something the devil would have trouble with. I, I mean, think... for starters, he's a subterranean dweller. At least we believe so. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of heat where water probably isn't friendly to, uh, to nice. that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about devil dexterity. I mean, <laughs> you know, it opens a lot of doors, but I, I just tried to jump onto something that seemed unlikely that would would be unlikely for the devil to have a, a handle on. Do you know how, I mean, are, have you fished in the last 10, 15 years? Do you know how to bait a hook or can you tie up like a, like a hook on a, a line? Can you cast? These are all things uh, that you're going to need. I'm worried about your soul. Uh, you know, it's fine. I think that, uh, I, I do live in a coastal community. I assume that I would have at least some boning up some practice, you know, I okay. would think if this, you know, if this is going to be a big event with the devil, I'm sure that they want to lead up to it in some way. And uh, if Charlie Daniels has taught us anything is you can beat the devil at shit. Uh, last question that uh, for the whole thing, who do you know that I don't know who should come on the podcast? Oh, good question. Thanks. I invented that one. I'm taking credit for that one. Like that's the only question on this whole thing that I wrote. Yeah. Well, if the question is, is whether I'm going to wish this podcast on any of my friends. <laughs> So, Did you have that bad a time? Come on, it's kind of fun. It's yeah, got to be the. So I, have to, I, have to, I have to qualify it, but uh, wow, that's interesting. Um, I would say, uh, fuck. I I really, I I don't know who to tap. I'm so sorry that I'm coming up blank here. I'm just trying to think of somebody who's not this, you know, just a different version of me, like a mildly mildly well-known independent musician i based the podcast on that (laughs) i i I surround myself with people who are just like me 
because it's easy that way and it's unthreatening. So, <laughs> like, don't I know someone who's like, uh, you know, don't I know like a professional poker player or someone who's, you know, handy with knives? I, 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 handy with knives. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wish I could think of somebody. But uh, all yeah, right, something that I'm going to have to text you at 404. Uh, whatever sorry, yeah yeah, yeah yeah you you have my phone number text me if you think of somebody um do you, I, not that you need advertisement like not but uh, are there is there a website you'd like me to visit uh, like are my listeners to visit I, i'm sure uh, badreligion.com and fake names these will all be in the the show notes anyway but is there anything you want to plug like uh well, yeah, I mean, I think this, uh, it, it's fakenamesofficial.com, okay. and this new Fake Names record, um, I'm really proud of, and I it's think it's good. a fun record. Uh, it's, it makes you, it, it, right now I think people need a little bit of fun, and though there's, you know, I, I wouldn't be me if I wasn't involved in a band with sort of a, you know, a scathing overview of society's <laughs> ills. Uh, it's delivered in so much more danceable, in a danceable fashion with uh, with fake names, and I think people will really enjoy it. So uh, that that's what I was your people. To. It immediately made me happy, like it, it really did. Like I, I'm, uh, it, it's, and I don't. I this is gonna sound like like an insult, and please don't take it that way. It, it's so like approachable and easy, and that's what I was looking for, you know. And I didn't want to think, and it, it just made me happy. I don't want to work sometimes. You know, sure. and, and I, I, I honestly, I'm sorry if that comes across as not, not a compliment. No, not at all. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What, what, what you're saying is, is that it's brought you some joy. That's yeah. the whole here, Peter. It's Absolutely. Not about, I'm not an educator. I play guitar for God's sake. <laughs> you do something that most of the world can't do. And you've got a little acclaim if that's a thing. You made a living doing something you love, you know, and yeah. that's, that's the definition exactly. of success to me. You know, if, if you can be happy, if you can make art and make a living off that, that that's, that's, that's success. It took me a long time. I make a teeny bit of money podcasting and I absolutely love it. You know, it, it's, it's my favorite thing. And if I get to talk to some people and, and learn a little about myself and learn a little bit about some, some new friends and my, maybe some listeners get to know some people. Like it's a win on every level. Thank you so much, man. This this has been a joy. Give me one second. I'm going to uh, wrap this thing up. Um, the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation was written by no slacker musician himself. His name is CJ Mask. If you need theme music, if you need a, a record mixed, if you need a hired gun for your band, he's kind of like the go-to music guy. He does pretty much everything. Uh, get at me. I will get you at him. Patreon. I'd love for you to visit my Patreon. Here's why it's interesting. Here's why you should go look. I update it very regularly. Uh, there's blogs. I don't spell well. So if you're looking for really well, like really intelligent blogs, maybe you shouldn't go to my Patreon. But there, there's blogs about what's going on. There's behind the scene photos. There are naked pictures of me there. You get to see some side ass cheeks. I had pictures taken. It was a dumb idea. It's hard to explain. Um, there's pictures of me in high school in drag at parties. It's it's a good time. It's patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation. I have another podcast. It's a lot like this, but it's completely different. My wife is involved, so there it makes it better. And we uh, we do it while we're eating. It's called dinner and good conversation. So if you're into uh, like that kind of thing, it's great. There's usually three to four people and we talk about food and society. But if you're into pot, not into podcast where people are chewing food on the mic, this might not be your thing. It's called Dinner and Good Conversation. Check it out. 
If you like this, if you like this podcast, Scotch and Good Conversation, go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com. Look around. There's 250-something episodes. You can throw a dart in that website, and you're going to find somebody interesting. Here's the thing, kids. I don't. This is going to come out probably in two or three weeks, so I'm assuming, hopefully, there won't be any coronavirus and the world will be a perfect place, but just in case it's not... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, just in just in case it's not, have a, a little bit of patience with your family and the people you meet. We're stressed. We're all stressed. Take time to take time to to go outside. Take time to look at a tree. Take time to feel the wind on your face. Ride bikes. Pet dogs. Remember to hydrate and remember to breathe. Media Production.